My entitled sister wants to sell her baby to our parents in exchange for a new house in Los Angeles as well as a large lump sum of money. And considering how awful my sister is as a person, my parents agreed with the main focus of trying to get that child away from my awful sister. And I've honestly never been more blown away by someone's crazy behavior in my life. Here's what happened. Some time ago, my sister gave birth to a baby boy. She made sure we knew the gender well in advance, as well as sending our parents pictures of ultrasounds and anything else that kept our parents' need for a grandchild motor running. My sister only allowed our parents to come to the hospital to meet their grandchild at birth. They had to take a last-minute flight to Los Angeles just to be there. My sister also forbade me from going. She said that I had ruined her life enough. She wished she was an only child, wished that I was no longer alive, as well as many other stuff in repetition. And she doesn't want me anywhere near her ever again. Well, trust me when I say this, the feeling is definitely mutual. But even still, three months before the birth, my sister showed back up again. This time, she pleaded with our parents to let her in to talk and not to contact me that time because she really didn't want me there. She only had one day before she had to head back to Los Angeles and had driven through the night. I wasn't there to see it, but from the details I got from my parents, my sister went crying to my mom and begging her to take her back into the family. Now, for some additional context, my sister has done some horrible things to my family. She's made false accusations against me. She's made mine and my parents' life a living nightmare. So needless to say, she's not really on good terms with pretty much anybody. Now, my dad said that mom hardly wanted to look at her. My dad confronted my sister and said that she didn't bother to try and contact them for years and that she was only back and even pregnant in the first place because it was all about the money to her. And honestly, with all things considered, this really is true. In fact, she saw some of the things I posted online about her and that's the reason why she came back. Otherwise, she would still be no contact with all of us. My mom spoke up and told her that she hoped for so long that my sister would come home to visit or even just talk to her. But it was years of no contact. She'd done everything for her. She had favored her. She defended her lies. She made sure that she didn't get a felony in court and yet my sister showed zero appreciation. My dad backed this up too and even compared me to her and how I at least appreciated my parents. Then he blurted out that I'd been made a legal partner in the business that he is having me manage and that I'm on track to eventually take his place one day. Now, after that, I'm told that my sister went hysterical and was screaming about how it wasn't fair and that it should be her instead. Well, somehow she was still allowed to spend the night in her old room and the next morning she dropped this nightmare on my parents. I heard her emotion was just gone. I guess she didn't feel the need to keep up the act anymore. She said that she'd allow mom and dad to adopt her child in exchange for a house in California and an undisclosed sum of money that I'm not privy to. And you know what? My parents agreed, but my dad had demands of his own. In return for the adoption of my nephew, my sister was to give up any and all rights to her son, sign a contract stating that she will have no part of the family ever again, and change her legal name. That last part really surprised me. Dad went so far as to pay for her name to be changed in order to separate her from the family. This meant getting all of her information reissued, such as her diploma, college degree, passport, and anything else that ever had her name on it, all paid for by my parents. And as part of the agreement, my sister could never change her name back or even to something similar. My parents didn't halfway do anything in this endeavor. My participation in it, though, was minimal at best. My parents went to California to purchase a house my sister approved of, but she would not be given the house until after the baby was born and in their hands. She was very unhappy about this, as she wanted to move into the house after she had signed the contract. But our parents had none of it. They gave my sister a week to sign, and she signed in front of a lawyer in less than 40 
28 hours. So as of then, I'm now considered an only child. I'm not going to say I'm happy about it. I used to love my sister before she became a narcissist. But what's done is done and I'm over it. My parents also tracked down the baby's biological father to get him to relinquish his parental rights as well. My sister found out he went back to his hometown in Arizona after he abandoned her and my parents went to see him before the baby was born. He had no problem signing away his paternity rights after a DNA test confirmed that he was the father. He must have still been in cahoots with my sister because he also wanted a house and a payout as compensation just to sign away his rights. Although not for nearly as much as what I'm told. My parents purchased him a cheap house somewhere and just paid him off. Well, I say cheap in comparison to the house they bought for my sister in LA. I mean, this was one expensive baby to adopt. But as my dad said, it's worth every cent to make sure my grandson has a future. My dad sold one of his smaller businesses to a competitor in order to get the money together without really affecting his other finances. The said competitor had been making him offers for years and my dad wasn't that involved with the business anymore. So he finally took the office, but only if they retained all of the employees already there, which they thankfully did. And now it's their name on the sign. But my parents didn't care because they fully adopted my nephew. When the child was born, my sister didn't even want to hold him. And I heard even once referred to the baby as that thing, which was just beyond cruel. She even admitted she was planning to sell the baby in a closed adoption to someone else. And that was only if our parents had not agreed to do it themselves. She got her house and got her money and then promptly cut contact all over again. So she's gone from our lives for good and no longer related to us as well. My mom was doing the bulk of the parenting of my nephew until they can find a live-in nanny to help pick up the slack since they are getting old. They will need help with a newborn, especially when they become a toddler. My mom is very happy, but my dad has made it very clear to her that they will not make the same mistakes they did with my sister. No favoritism, no enabling behaviors, no lying, absolutely nothing like that. And that the child will not ever know his real mother as she is no longer living to us. And if my sister ever tries to seek him out, she'd be in serious breach of contract and have to return the house or its monetary value. So I doubt she would ever even try. After the time she'd first shown up pregnant, my sister and I have only spoke once more over the phone and it was after my nephew was born. For the record, she called me to gloat and tell me off one last time. I told her she was a delusional narcissist who only wanted to blame me because it's easier for her than accepting reality. But she just reacted smugly that it didn't matter what I said. She's going to believe what she wants to believe and she'd already won anyways since she got what she wanted. She still got a good career in LA, lots of money and now a house. And all it cost her was a baby that she didn't even really want. She can live however she wants now and we can't do a thing about it because we are no longer family. I then hung up and I blocked her phone number. I was seething with anger but there was no point in arguing further. In her own way, yeah, she kind of won but at what cost? She no longer has family and no one to rely on ever again if things go south for her. My nephew isn't going to be raised as another son due to a 30 year age difference between me and him so my parents want to make it clear that he is a grandson as he grows up and that we are his true family. Our goal is to make sure he never has any desire to seek out his biological mother. She never wanted him anyways, and it's better that he understands that from a young age, rather than pine for the mother he never had. So, I guess that's the end. It was a long time coming, but honestly, I'm happy that my sister no longer has any connection to any of us. Wow, I can't imagine selling your child off to your parents, or even to somebody else, simply because you didn't want them. Now, for starters, the original poster has gone through many nightmares with their sister. Their sister really is a narcissist. They've done some awful things and they spent a long time being in no contact with their parents. And it really seems like they only 
step back into the original poster's life if they want money or some kind of possession. And that is honestly really disturbing behavior. It's not fair to have a sibling like that who treats you like garbage and constantly tries to blame all of their problems on you. I mean, it's not like the original poster ruined this person's life. They did that themselves. Their awful decisions led them down the path they chose. So good for the original poster for finally receiving some kind of closure in the situation. Yes, your sister is a piece of work. And yes, she's done a lot of terrible things in your life. But you know what? With all things considered, she is officially out of your life. And hopefully for the sake of you and your parents' happiness, she decides to stay away and everybody can just move on with their lives. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Today, my wife and I didn't receive any service from the restaurant we were eating at for nearly 30 minutes. And after waiting for so long, we decided to go to their competition across the street just to try and get something to eat. But now we're left wondering if we did something wrong or if this truly was on the restaurant. Here's what happened. So today, I took my wife to dinner at a casual sit-down restaurant. It's one of those places that has football on the flat screen in the bar, but also has Brussels sprouts and quinoa on the menu. Sort of a relaxed, upscale type of thing. Entrees are $20, $30 for lobster roll or teriyaki glazed salmon, and appetizers are $15 to $20, with soup being $10 and soft drinks about $3 to $4. I always tip at least 20%, and usually 25% if the server does anything beyond the absolute minimum. Now, because this place is not fancy, we did not dress fancy. I was wearing shorts and an MCU t-shirt. My wife was wearing jeans and a Sesame Street t-shirt. I mean, she does work with kids after all, so she just wore it. We were out running errands and we knew that they were nearby. When we arrived, the place was half empty. Definitely not busy on a Sunday afternoon. So we walked in, we were greeted, we got seated and received our waters. And that was it. We were probably ready to order after about 10 minutes, then waited another 10 minutes until we finally got restless. Our server was on the floor interacting with other customers and staff, but never approached us at all. I signaled the host because we were seated near the door, and when she came over, I politely asked, can you please let our server know that we're ready to order? She walked over to him, had a word with him, and then we waited. And we waited and waited some more. We even wandered around and chatted with some of the other staff members. After 10 more minutes, 30 minutes in total, we realized that we were being frozen out for some reason. There was a moderately expensive steakhouse across the street, and my wife had even started reading their menu on her phone at the 15 minute mark. And by that time, we were really hungry and thoroughly unimpressed. So we decided to go across the street and go there instead. So honestly, what happened? We had pretty much no interaction with the server, so it's not like we got a chance to be rude to them. All we did was ask for water. There's honestly only three things that I can think of. For starters, our clothing was cartoony and casual. Perhaps we did not look like we had any money to spend. We didn't order alcohol, but that's because it's a migraine trigger for my wife, and I think it's awful to drink in front of her when she can't. We're also a mixed race couple, and sometimes people in service positions choose to supposedly fire us as customers because they're low-key incredibly racist and they don't approve of us being together. So what about it? Does customer presentation have an effect on the level of service received? Did we do something wrong? Because honestly, at this point, I seriously am not sure. Honestly, that restaurant is so far out of line. They did exactly what you described. They iced you out and refused to serve you. And it could have been for any number of reasons, honestly. It could have been because of the way you were dressed or even possibly because you're a mixed race couple. But regardless, I can't believe a server would act like that. Like seriously, who cares who sits down at your table? You should give the same service no matter what. And making someone wait 30 minutes just to get nothing? That is so inappropriate. I mean, talk about losing a customer.
customer. You guys could have easily come back and eat there again or at least make it like a regular thing. But you'll never know because you never got any food. All you got was water and some menus and that's it. So no, you didn't do anything wrong. These people were being massive jerks and they seriously missed out because according to the original poster, they ended up spending about $90 across the street at the steakhouse while also giving a $23 tip to their server. So truly, the only person who's at a loss here is the stupid server who decided not to serve you. Am I the jerk for calling my mom out for not being fully honest about the reason she wants her husband to walk me down the aisle at my wedding? Here's what happened. So my wedding is coming up and my mom has been campaigning hard for her husband, who is my stepdad, to be the person to walk me down the aisle. I already asked my paternal grandparents and my mom knew I was going to ask them and knew when I had done it. But she has not given up on the desire for me to ask her husband. The other day she told me that it would make the most sense and she feels like he is the most correct and most worthy person to walk me down the aisle. But I called her out on that. I said that she should be more honest with me about why she wants him. The reason I know is because she knows her husband and my dad hate each other and she believes I should have been loyal to her husband over my dad. She especially believes I should have given all the loyalty I had to my dad over to her husband after I lost my dad at the age of seven. Now for a bit of background, my parents broke up, they were never actually married, and my mom got married to her husband when I was two years old. My dad and her husband absolutely hated each other. I was aware of the fact, but it became especially bitter for me when I was six years old and my dad was diagnosed with cancer. I don't remember a lot from that time, but I do remember my mom's husband showing up to see my dad when he was in the hospital, and I remember him yelling at my dad. I also know prior to that that the two of them were as bad as each other, and the animosity was completely mutual. When my dad passed away, I didn't automatically start to care more or even feel closer to her husband. He did try, and I think part of his hatred for my dad was that I was such a daddy's girl and never looked at him being in my life as having two. I spent equal time with both my parents when my dad was alive, but I never got closer to my mom's husband. He was my mom's husband and my half-sibling's dad, but even though I don't remember a time where I didn't know him, I never saw him as my actual dad. He always hated my dad too. I heard him grumble about him over the years, even saw him spit near a photo of my dad once. Eventually, he gave up trying and decided it wasn't worth his time, which I felt was better for everybody. But my mom hates it. She hates that he's just her husband and I haven't embraced him as my dad. One time, she said it can be so hurtful to lose a man that passed away and then be rejected in favor of that man. I asked what she meant by that and she told me I never picked her husband over my dad and I never let him feel like he won against him in one thing. But I told her that he had. He was still alive while my dad was gone. I think my mom still wants that win for her husband, especially when his hatred for my dad still burned strong. I believe that my paternal grandparents are the right people to walk me down the aisle. I've been close to them my entire life. My mom is mad that I called her out and tried to make her be honest, but she said that she was not lying and that I was being a jerk. So am I the jerk for calling out my mom as well as rejecting my stepdad as being the one who walks me down the aisle for my wedding? I don't think you're the jerk at all. And honestly, it really seems like the way your mom is acting is really desperate. Like that is not a good look. That really is kind of weird. And honestly, a small part of me kind of feels bad for her as well. She recognizes that her husband is only her husband, but not also a father figure in your life. And honestly, at this point, there's no chance of changing that. Like that time is gone and he should have done a better job of stepping in. I mean, he did openly hate the original poster's dad for years. Like the original poster saw that growing up. They saw the way their stepdad treated their actual dad. And I don't know about you, but if I was in their shoes, I would probably feel some 
some kind of animosity towards this stepdad as well if I saw this kind of behavior. So no, you are not the jerk. You have every right to step aside and say no. My stepdad is not walking me down the aisle because at the end of the day, this is your wedding. Nobody else's. You're the only one that gets a say in what does and does not happen. And in my opinion, if you don't want your stepdad to walk you down the aisle, then that honestly is the end of the conversation. My friend's entitled ex-boyfriend begs her to let him move back in because he has nowhere else to go. And I've honestly never been more blown away by someone's delusional narcissism in my life. Here's what happened. So I first want to start off by saying that all the names in this story have been changed. So to start things off, my soft-hearted friend Emma finally broke up with a parasite she once called her boyfriend. Kyle has a hundred excuses for why everyone else is the problem. His bosses are mean and expect too much of him, like, I don't know, showing up on time for work. His co-workers create a hostile work environment because they refuse to do his job for him. He's also realized that the people he called friends are not really his friends, mostly because they won't refer him for openings at their companies. Kyle also thinks that he has really bad luck. At the beginning of this month, one of these friends told him that their living situation is not working out. Kyle needs to find other accommodations by the end of the month. And as you can probably guess, he did nothing until this week. He had been praying that his friend was a real one who wouldn't really kick him out on the street. However, today his friend asked Kyle if he needed help packing. I mean, the month is over in one week after all. In an absolute panic, Kyle called Emma. He begged her to let him stay. All expenses paid by her, by the way, until he gets back on his feet. People he thought were friends have shown who they really are and abandoned him. They abandoned him in his hour of need. And for what? Something as small as money? I mean, don't remind him that all of his friends hosted him at some point. He not only didn't pay rent, he also expected them to pay his living expenses. His friends? He would never do the same for them. Anyways, Emma usually has a hard time saying no, but Kyle took advantage of her so badly that she finally said, I don't think that's a good idea. And then she blocked him everywhere and then called her scary sister to tell him off and threaten him away. Oh, poor Kyle. He was turned away by everyone, abandoned, forsaken, and they knew he had nowhere else to go. And his mom's house does not count as somewhere to go. His mom is, in his words, a self-absorbed, absolute jerk. A good parent doesn't expect her 37-year-old son to hold down a job and pay rent. A good parent doesn't make him do chores and maintain a level of order in the common areas. I mean, a roommate wouldn't even expect this, right? Nah, just kidding. Dropping the sarcastic tone, I'm so proud of Emma for not falling for this in the slightest. I do hope he gets his life in order, but even if he doesn't, at least I'm glad that he's not my friend's problem anymore. Yeah, that does not sound like a good friend in the slightest. Like, let's look at the facts real quick. This guy is a user. He uses people to get by and tries to guilt trip people just to get more. He's always looking for more handouts while never giving anything in return. And that's so unfair. That makes him the awful friend, not the other way around. Kyle sounds like one of those people that really just causes chaos and then looks up and is like, wow, the world's against me. I can't believe I have this bad luck. No, you literally did this to yourself. Like for starters, you can't even show up to work on time. Your coworkers really don't like you because you're trying to shift your work onto their shoulders. And then with this track record of being an awful employee, you expect your friends to stick their necks on the line just so they can get you a spot in their company. Like seriously, if I was friends with Kyle, there's no way I would stick up for him. He would just fail me completely and really treat me like garbage in the process. Like it's really just not fair in the slightest. But when it comes to Emma turning him down and blocking him everywhere, that is honestly so fantastic. He absolutely had this coming. He treated her like garbage. He was nothing but a parasite to her. And he was clearly causing problems in her life. So I agree with the original poster. This guy absolutely ran out of second chances. And your friend is absolutely going to be a lot better off without Kyle in her life.
Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.